0: Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots it before Hollywood has the chance to. We may not own the copyright, but we don't respect copyright. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. Uh, this week, uh, we've got bats on the brain. Yeah, we're going back to Gotham because
1: I am a... I realize that I am a basic bitch for Batman.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know What? Bruce and Diana from, like, Justice League, the cartoon series, is probably one
0: of my first ships. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, See, everyone, in the comics, everyone loves pairing Diana with Superman, because I, I think it's just, they have similar color schemes. And some similar powers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, uh, there, there's always that joke about how Superman can't actually ever have sex with Lois, because the the force of his climaxing would knock her head clean off. <laughs> People need to like just calm, calm down.
1: down a bit. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, Diana and Clark had zero chemistry on the Justice League cartoon because no one was here for that. We were yeah. here for Bruce and Diana.
1: Yeah. And also uh Shayera and
0: John Stewart. I think it may have helped that there wasn't even a Catwoman on Justice League, so no one was competing for his affections.
1: Yeah. I think the only time uh steve trevor ever showed up was in like one of those time travel episodes
0: hmm yeah that would make sense
1: were there yeah. any bat
0: villains on justice league cartoon
1: i think the villains that had like the playing card motif i forget what they were called but they tended to show up in the batman cartoon
0: the royal flush gang
1: yeah the royal flush gang
0: i don't even can't even remember if they started as bat villains they, they're they one of those groups that move around a lot, because I know they showed up yeah. in Arrow in the first season, and then they made cameos in the Flash TV show. Ah. Um, oh, they debuted in a Justice League comic. Okay. Um, and have appeared several times in other comics, including Wonder Woman and Superman. But animated adaptations usually give them to Batman, probably because Batman already has a little bit of a playing card <laughs> villain. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, I'm just doing a quick look. No, I think usually the main villains were everyone else, probably because Batman already had a whole cartoon full of his villains.
1: yeah i I think the Joker is pretty much just very single minded
0: when it comes to who he wants to fuck with. so yeah, um anyways, Batman, we're rebooting Batman uh, a franchise that has been rebooted about thirty times and yet somehow still has so much new ground that they could tread on
1: yeah. So we do have an upcoming Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson. Um, most people seem to be pretty hyped about that trailer that came out not that long ago. I kind of have mixed feelings. I, I definitely want to see this movie because I know the trailers lie.
0: So <laughs> I'm not opposed to the, the, the Batman movie, but I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. And it's not like like Joker, I have no plans to watch. Like I'll, I will go out of my way to avoid seeing the Joker. But the Batman, I, w- I will just let it happen upon me. I shall let okay. the universe dain when it is time for me to witness it. Okay. Um, unless everyone comes back and like, oh my god, that was actually extremely good.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i of the opinion I need to actually sit down and watch this when it comes out so that I can make a proper opinion. Does this work for me, actually?
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, what I'm trying to say is I, I'm not interested in forming an opinion on it.
1: Ah, Okay. Well, anyway, this version—your version—that we're going to be working on is uh, something that I have had percolating in my mind for a while, dating back to this one video put out by Movie Bob about like how he would do a Batman movie, uh, specifically within the rules of still using Ben Affleck as an older Batman. Okay. And not fully throwing out the DCEU because this was still fairly early on when they were trying to get it off the ground. Yeah. So the basic rule is, like, all the other superheroes are off doing their own thing. This is just a Batman movie. And the basic premise would be, Batman's got his shit together, things are fine in Gotham, everything's okay, and then Man-Bat shows up and starts
0: fucking with everything. They've never done a live-action Man-Bat.
1: Yeah. And that's why I thought, that's actually a really great idea. So. Because there's never really been a live action monster movie involving Batman.
0: That's true. So, so this is a live action we've established. Yeah. And this yeah. is a movie. It's not a series. Yeah. Is it, are we specifically adapting any, like, specific arc in Batman? Or are we just drawing what we want to from the mythos?
1: We're going to draw what we want to. This is mostly created whole cloth. Um Basically what I did is I took a lot of inspiration from the, the Hounds of the Baskervilles and just like kind of crafting a very loose idea of a plot because we're also going to involve another villain who hasn't really been seen in live action. I think he was on one of the live action TV series, uh, Hugo Strange.
0: Yeah, Hugo Strange was in Gotham. Uh, yeah. I think that was the only live action one he showed up on.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: And he was played by B. D. Wong and apparently it was he was pretty good. Okay. He's been getting a little bit more traction though because like he was a, like he was a major character in yeah. Gotham. And then also he was one of the main villains of Arkham City. Yeah. Which I think is the most well known of that whole Arkham series of video games.
1: Yeah. Basically Hugo Strange for those who haven't really been following a lot of the other Batman stuff. Um he is a supervillain, he's a psychologist, and he's one of the people who figures out uh, Batman's true identity, amongst other things. I have changed his backstory, or his profession, for this version. Okay. So instead of being a, psycho- a psychologist, I'm going to have him be a biologist involved with like uh, viruses and other DNA-related stuff.
0: That makes sense, yeah.
1: Because we're going to be involving the Batman, and he's going to be behind it.
0: Spoilers! So, so man bad is like the um, the centerpiece, but not the big bad.
1: Yeah, basically. Also, I recently wa- rewatched uh, overly sarcastic production summary of Doctor Jekyll and, his- and Mr Hyde. So I'm gonna have try and have the man bad have that relationship with his actual alter ego, which is uh, Doctor Kurt Langstrom. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself because the basic idea was that. This Batman movie isn't actually going to be a Batman movie. It's going to be a Robin movie. Ooh. Yeah. So the general idea is that we're going to introduce the Dick Grayson Robin. So he's a son of traveling acrobats in a circus. They unfortunately get killed by a local gangster because of protection stuff or whatever. And then Bruce uh, um, takes in Dick Grayson as his ward. Alfred, I bought a child. (laughs) yeah
0: basically (laughs) oh master Um, bruce not another child ward he followed me home
1: (laughs) i mean you could practically say that about um tim drake (laughs) yeah actually yeah that's true (laughs) anyway the reason why i want to do this and i want to focus mostly on robin is. Because I want to basically use the structure of a Sherlock Holmes mystery for this movie. And the big thing about Sherlock Holmes mysteries is that they're always told from Watson's perspective, never Holmes's perspective. And the advantage of that is that Watson in the text can get Holmes to explain his methodology. And one of the things that's been missing from Batman, especially in the movies for a really long time, has been his detective skills. Yeah, He's supposed to be the best detective in the DC Comics universe, and he was inspired by Sherlock
0: Holmes. And another important thing that people tend to forget about Watson is that Watson isn't stupid, he just doesn't have the same experience that Sherlock does.
1: Yeah, like... Watson is an experienced doctor and war veteran, like, he can take care of himself, and he is a fairly smart guy,
0: it's just... Oh, and he's also, he's learning the art of deduction the same way that Holmes does it. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciated it, like, this wasn't a huge part of them, but in the Robert Downey Jr. movies, there were scenes where Watson, he didn't go into, like, the bullet time deduction that Holmes yeah. would, but Watson would still, like... <laughs> Holmes would like point out something like, Watson, what do you make of this? And like Watson's like, ah, uh, this, that, and the other thing. And Holmes is like, excellent. But also there was a fourth thing that you missed, but I still like you.
1: Yeah, and like that's what I want Dick Grayson to kind of be for this. Like, pry out some of the detective skills that uh, Bruce Wayne Batman has. Show a softer side as well, because we've had way too much of the fucking psycho batman for way too long um yeah that's another thing we're gonna be changing up batman a wee bit are are we giving him less money yes okay good so um this is some backstory stuff i don't know how much of this would be put into the movie proper but if this turned into a franchise it is gonna be a bit more of a thing especially if the studio does want to eventually do like a batman year one movie because you know they want to
0: I ha I have I already thought of ideas on how this could kind of be a franchise. Do you want me to tell them now or do you want me to save them?
1: How about I lay out some of my ideas for how I make Batman less of a psycho?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's start there.
1: <laughs> One, he's not gonna be a fucking billionaire. Just no. right off the bat. Correct. Um In the original 30s comics, like, his dad was a surgeon, which meant that he was, like, decently well-off, but not, like, ridiculously rich. Mm -hmm. If we want to make him, like, old money, well, with a lot of old money families, the fortune actually gets very diffused amongst the different branches of the family. So, like... Yeah, they're upper middle class, but, like, they're not fucking billionaires, like,
0: individually. A lot of their wealth comes from the reputation and being able to associate.
1: Yeah, so they have the inherent respect and clout that comes with the name. And Bruce does get an extra foot in the door. Like, he does have privilege. But, like, he doesn't... He's not going to be building the Justice League satellite. (laughs) <laughs> if there's a Justice League movie and they have that fucking thing, there better be like
0: the Green Lantern involved, please. Or or Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Definitely say that this is a satellite we have on loan. <laughs> yeah,
1: Bruce Wayne isn't funding this. Yeah. Or like Martian Manhunter's like, oh, this is ancient Martian technology. We can totally use this for whatever. The other thing is like by this point, Bruce Wayne has his shit together. He's He's never gonna be over his parents dying, but he isn't beating up the mentally ill and the poor. In fact, he's using what cloud he has to help immediately like alleviate the problems of Gotham because I think I've said this in other yeah, in the Gotham Academy uh episode where like Gotham is really cursed, so I doubt like any problems are gonna be solved super soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, um. Um, would Bruce be on the city council, or would that put too much of a spotlight on him?
1: I've thought about it. I've also thought about making him, like, say, the chancellor of Gotham City University. Hmm. Like, less of a spotlight on him, but he still has some influence.
0: He wouldn't be in necessarily be an alumnus, because part of his backstory is that he did travel all over the place. That That's one part of the Batman stuff that I, I like keeping open for any version, because then that leaves the door open that we could bring in... Um, what is it? We can bring in stuff involving League of Assassins. We could bring in Katana, who's slowly becoming more attached to the Batman mythos over the past few years. Yeah. We can also bring over, um, Alfred's MI6 background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alfred has some lane skills. By the way, do, okay, first off, did you know that Alfred has his own TV show? No, I haven't heard about that. It's called Pennyworth. It stars Alfred when he was a young hotness and uh, serving the Wayne parents, and apparently they're fighting the uh, second wave fascism in England.
1: Oh, that sounds really cool.
0: So, I'll have to check that out one of these years.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, another thing about Bruce's backstory I do want to keep is the connection to the Kane family. So that you know, eventually Batwoman.
0: Yeah. Obviously.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's where most of his more immediate where Bruce's more immediate money comes from is actually from his mom, as opposed to his dad. Also, I was doing research about uh, Wayne Industries, and that wasn't added to the comics until, I think, 1973.
0: Probably because a combination of wanting to extol the virtues of capitalism and wanting to kind of... They're probably competing a bit with Iron Man from Marvel, because he would have been on the rise at that time.
1: Yeah, even though Iron Man was kind of like a b-list hero for a long time though
0: he was but he was an a-lister when he debuted because like iron man's purpose in existing was basically to well first he was created to fight the yellow scare and then he was uh, uh, slightly shifted to fight the red scare yeah but fortunately those had a decent amount of overlap thanks to china well fortunately unfortunately is in air quotes there (laughs) yeah um but yeah iron man was kind of the leader of the justice league and t- and then him and Cap kinda shared that mantle for a while. Um, I think it was in the eighties when Spider-Man started to really skyrocket in popularity that they them did yeah. th- they took a backseat to Spider-Man and the X-Men and the New Warriors, if oh, you can yeah. believe it, because they were the main competition for the Teen Titans. Uh,
1: yeah. So, um Yeah, so there was probably that, and there was probably also like the one question of how is bruce creating all of his gadgets
0: i've i've thought about this actually okay i i have a slightly relevant idea for that it's police off sale
1: oh i like that
0: he yeah he's like he goes to the police auctions and he buys all of their military grade equipment <laughs> yeah! he he modifies it to be Non-lethal and also to fit his aesthetic. <laughs> and then he uses it against the cops just as much as he uses it against supervillains because yeah. the cops have a tendency to be just as dangerous. Yeah. Although we, we could also say that at this point in the uh Batman story, he's also managed to get the police significantly defunded as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that and I would imagine like he's uh some businesses have moved into um into Gotham to help. You know get people employed and he's a big in my mind he would be a big advocate for stuff like low- income housing maybe like whatever money his mother left him he used that to kind of like reinvest into the city mm-hmm. making sure communities stay a a, a relevant um so here's the thing i want to take from former president of the united states jimmy carter he's like in his 90s and like every weekend he's been building houses with uh habitat for humanity nice like ever since he left office and i'm like you know what maybe every other weekend bruce wayne's helping build houses so yeah he's just like a genuinely nice guy i really want to take a lot from the adam west batman as well who was a pretty cool guy yeah and totally underappreciated like, his entire thing as Bruce Wayne was being, like, the beloved ph- philanthropist of Gotham and really getting people and really understanding being very empathetic.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask if we wanted to go for a more Adam West tone, but I feel like we're going in more of a gothic direction for this whole thing just because of the inclusion of Man Bat.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking character-wise, like, a nice medium, like, maybe he is a bit more cold and aloof, like, coming off to people. Like, one of those... <sighs> I don't know. Because in my mind he's stuck somewhere between like Adam West Batman, but also I really like Johnny Lee Miller's Sherlock Holmes with a bit of Jeremy Brett's Sherlock Holmes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking the gothic feel, it doesn't necessarily have to come from Bruce. Like Bruce can still be not happy go lucky, but he's he's not gonna be like dour and depressed all the time. Yeah. I'm thinking just more of the like tone and aesthetic and score that kind of stuff. Yeah. Something that like I think The last time Batman tried to do gothic as a tone for an adaptation was in the Bruce Tim animated series, Mm -hmm. because obviously Adam West was high camp and the movies, well, Well, Batman and Batman Returns were kind of gothic, but like that Tim Burton kind of gothic. They were hot topic gothic.
1: Yeah, I think... And
0: then the second two were high camp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we've just been... (laughs) Fuck the psycho one. Um,
0: Grim darken it. Yeah. You, an argument could probably be made that Gotham was also camp yeah. <laughs> of a different kind.
1: <laughs> I mean, their version of the Penguin was so, em- like, 2007 emo hair.
0: But also in Gotham, the Penguin and the Riddler are gay lovers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah i think we should also jada pinkett smith was there (laughs) aesthetically we should probably aim for more of like that real nice mix of classic gothic and diesel punk which is why i'm like hey maybe we could start filming again in chicago
0: because they got that nice aesthetic right there That's true, and Gotham is a little bit Chicago-esque.
1: Yeah, like, I think it was originally supposed to be New York. Um, Gotham was, like, another by name for New York, but honestly, it feels more like Chicago.
0: And Metropolis kind of superseded the New York territory anyways. Yeah. You know, okay, so maybe just to dump the gun to directors, but what if we got Guillermo del Toro? Ooh. My favorite Tim Burton and my favorite Batman are both Batman Returns. And I feel like if if one was to remake just that Batman film in a vacuum, you'd want to get Guillermo del Toro because he would keep all the dark, weird stuff, but, like, refine it. Yes. Also, Guillermo likes clockwork stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be really fun to work with. So, yeah, we got our director,
0: <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I remember late night messaging you about, like, my list of potential Batmans. Yes. They kind of have a range of age, because I'm not entirely sure if I want to go for full middle-aged Batman, but, like, probably heading that way. So I suggested Daniel Craig, Matt Damon, Tom Hiddleston, Alexander Skarsgård, and David Tennant.
0: I I suggested Craig, but I have also come around on Skarsgård as well.
1: Yeah, actually, Ryan suggested that to me one night. I th-
0: I think with him, you would have to do wardrobe stuff because Bat Batman is usually like usually picture him as a more bulky character. Yeah, like and even I don't... though he does all the flips and acrobatic stuff, it's it's just like the silhouette is usually a bit bulkier. So I feel like you'd want to do some eighties power shoulders on his jackets. <laughs>
1: What I was thinking with the silhouette, like the perfect sort of silhouette I've always had in mind for Batman is Bruce Lee. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because like the the big thing with Bruce Lee's entire thing is that like, he was never really a huge guy, but um his body was like there was barely any fat on it and he trained for strength and like power in his muscles
0: so it was And he had the very broad shoulders yeah he also he seems stout but that's just because a lot of the stock pictures we have of him has very high pants
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if the high pants are ever returning but um basically what we want is like the really sexy back
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm googling best back muscles <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, I should clarify celebrity.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, listeners, if you ever are curious, Bruce Lee's back, Um, he had really... Oh, frick. What? I forget what the muscles are called, but they're like the connective muscles between Lads? the shoulder blades. Yeah. Um,
0: These are all Bruce... just like Olympic weightlifters and Zac Efron.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: That From my Google results.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I think some celebrity uh was photographed somewhere and they were they had been on like some superhero set. The paparazzi's like, "Oh, they're fat now." And it's like, "No, they're hydrated."
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Most of the guys you see are actually in like their worst condition possible. Like, like bodybuilders are just fucking wrecks. Yeah, Bruce Lee has like massive back muscle, had massive back muscles, and that's where a lot of his power came from. So that's what we're going for. We're not going for so much... I don't want him to look like Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. That's that's what Lindsay is saying.
0: That's that's very true. That's a very good take.
1: Yeah. So someone who can fit into suits nice and look strong and powerful in them, but not like they're about to burst out of them like Ben Affleck was. Anyway, I, ha- I still have no idea who we would cast for tim drake other than like i'm thinking on a, a relative unknown
0: tim tim are you oh no uh dick grayson. dick grayson well here's the thing so here's one of the things i was thinking about dick is that this movie could be what turns out to be like his last outing as robin oh like or or potentially like if we wanted to make this a trilogy this could be the movie that starts him on the path to like graduating from robin to nightwing Okay. So, if if he did it in this movie, this would be like, he proves himself to Bruce, and Bruce is like, I've taught you everything you, I can, I feel like you've outgrown the Robin moniker, we've already have three others here anyways. Because <laughs> I think I think it would make sense if Bruce had already gone through, like, he'd already lost Jason, and he is already training Tim. Okay. So maybe Tim and Dick do, they they're both serving as Robin, or maybe Tim has already taken up Red Robin. But instead of that being like his post Robin moniker, it's his first superhero alias. Just because Dick is already normal Robin. Okay. We 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 could have we could have like a scene where the cops are like relaying stuff like they see a, a bat fight going on They're like uh, Batman's here, uh, the Robins are here too. Which ones? Uh, we got Red, and we've got Classic. <laughs> <laughs> but put so potentially Robin or potentially Dick graduates from Robin to Nightwing in this film, or okay. this is the one where, like, Dick sees that Robin has reached his full potential, and then by he starts planning out, like, okay, here's what the next steps I think you should take, and then it'd be, like, the third movie is Dick becoming Nightwing. Okay. And then that could potentially work, because then the second movie, the main villain, could be Jason as Red Hood.
1: Okay. So, I just had the thought that, like, Maybe we keep the origin story for Tim Drake where like he you know investigates Batman and figures out oh he's Bruce Wayne and that's yeah, like
0: cuz I really like that story.
1: Yeah, super cute. <laughs> Alfred, this child followed me home. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. I didn't realize I had inadvertently wrote like the last part
0: of a trilogy. <laughs> No, no. I thought this this still works as the first part of the trilogy. Okay. I, it's just debate as whether do you want him to become Nightwing in the first movie, and then the rest of the trilogy is about him being Nightwing, or do we want him to become Nightwing in the last part of the trilogy, and the whole trilogy is about him like earning that title.
1: It almost seems it seems a bit more right if like you have it in the last movie as like the final part of the arc. If Warner Bros. so deigns it we get a spinoff with proper teen Titans movie yeah because nightwing is more associated with them yeah so yeah movie number two could be red hood movie number three maybe that's the joker movie
0: could be joker or because jo- joker's a little bit overplayed yeah and and like if i know isn't a major factor in jason's arc him trying to kill the joker yeah i think so so he could go through with that in the second movie. Yeah. And then we don't, we don't have to worry about Joker. Joker's off the table. No yeah. more Jokers. And
1: one of my stipulations is that the Joker has to be played by someone who is expensive and busy. So that we can't use him <laughs> all the fucking
0: time. <laughs> Busiest actor in Hollywood. Or most expensive. Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh wait, no. This this is out of date. This is from 2017. Okay. That explains why Elle Fanning is on this list. Okay. See, here's the thing. So right now, no one's busy.
1: Yeah, that that's true. So most expensive actor, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just, I've, I've, I am I've found one that's the busiest actors of 2019. Okay. The first one is Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Which, hey, th- if you watch The Lighthouse, that could work. Yeah. The, the second option is Adam and Driver, which seems almost too obvious.
1: Yeah. Oh, Keanu Reeves is the most expensive actor out there.
0: Oh, he could be an interesting Joker. Yeah. See, it's hard for me to picture that just because it's hard for me to mentally shave him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's the first Joker with a beard <laughs> and it's still green. <laughs> um, oh, a Chris Evans Joker. Oh, <laughs> Charlize Theron. <laughs> that would be really interesting. No, think th- 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 I think that could work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and nobody would be expecting that.
0: <laughs> uh, Finn Wolfhard is on this list, but they posted a picture of Wyatt Olaf who is a different child from it. Oh no! Because <laughs> I guess they couldn't fucking ter- 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 uh, tell them apart. Yeah. Oh, Jessica Chastain is on this list. Uh, sh- she could, uh, she could technically be a Joker, but I feel like Charlize Theron is still a better choice if you yeah. wanted to go in that direction.
1: Yeah, I would say if we want to revive the character of Vicky Vale, then I think Jessica Chastain might be a good fit.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish is also on this list. Hmm. And I don't want to use her for Joker. Yeah. But I feel like that's the direction we should go for Harley Quinn.
1: Ooh, yeah. If we can't get Margot Mar- Robbie or we decide, like... My other rule is, like, this is a Batman that's in his own universe unless otherwise stated.
0: Yeah. Like, Margot Robbie is great as, great as Harley Quinn, but, like, there are... Uh, okay, there aren't a lot of Harley Quinns out there mm-hmm. but like the top two are really the only two right now Harley Quinn and Kaylee Coco. yeah because <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco does the animated one yeah I just think it'd be fun to have a black Harley Quinn yeah and to get a black comedian to, to uh, portray her oh yeah who just got married Missy Nash okay Might be a bit old for Harley Quinn Lizzo
1: ooh that would be really interesting maybe she could also do a song
0: I feel like Harley Quinn should be involved in more musical numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just want to hear Lizzo say, Hey, Mr. J! Yes. <laughs> hey, Puddin!
1: <laughs> oh, Puddin. <laughs> yeah. So, we're only going to do Joker once. If, if this actor wants to come back. If Charlize Theron wants to come back, sure, great. But it's going to be a once-in-a-while thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, third movie... I wanted to keep with more of a Gothic okay, so I guess Jason Todd isn't necessarily monster, but he's, he's a little bit he's a little bit gothic, and we could probably He's a byronic in... hero. Yeah. yeah.
1: he's got some more Byron kind of feelings.
0: Um, oh, the third movie could be Hush. because so Hush is Tommy Elliot, yeah. who was a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne's and eventually became obsessed. He was another person who became so obsessed with Bruce Wayne that he realized he was Batman. Yeah. And so then uh, backstory stuff that I'm not familiar with because I only really know the character from Batwoman. uh, But eventually he does become the supervillain Hush and is basically a, a dark pastiche of Batman.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Do the whole dark reflection thing again.
0: Yeah. And then if it is a trilogy, every movie could have like just an additional more monstrous Batman villain. Yeah. So, I I was even thinking that maybe the first one even though they're mostly fighting Hugo Strange and Man-Bat, the first villain they face could be Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Like maybe that was one of fir- one of Hugo Strange's first experiments. Mhm. And p- potentially even what puts them on his trail.
1: Yeah. Because what I was thinking with my initial plot line is that the mystery is that a bunch of scientists from this lab in Gotham have been dying off and they're involved with um, experiments involving a possible vaccine for... What did I have written down? Uh, They're working on vaccines for viral hemorrhagic... For a viral hemorrhagic fever. So something like an Ebola virus. Because I was thinking oh, what are diseases that bats can transmit to humans? Well, one of them is stuff like Ebola virus. And they were doing experiments there. They were trying to look for a vaccine and Hugo Strange kind of co-opted that into doing comic book DNA shit. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just fuck actual biology. I'm sure a zoologist is crying somewhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for casting Dr. Hugo Strange, who would look creepy with a chinstrap beard? Bald and with a chinstrap beard.
1: Um. Mm-hmm. The Gotham guy looked real good.
0: Yeah, like Beanie Wong was spitting image.
1: Yeah. Jared Harris? But he's been playing a lot of scientists recently.
0: But this could work. This could really work. J- Jared Harris, who also played Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 sounds like he should be playing a Batman villain. Yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And as I said, he's already played a couple scientists now. He was in Chernobyl. And he's going to be in the Foundation series. And he was also uh, Francis Crozier in uh, The Terror for ANC.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think Jared Harris is a good pick for Hugo Strange.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I have casting ideas for uh, a bunch of other people, too. Well, not a bunch, but I have I have uh, Kurt Lang, Kirk Langstrom. Okay. Dane DeHaan. Ooh, yeah. Just let him lean into the Green Goblin in a way. The ch- give him the chance that he never got.
1: Yes. Oh man, that the Amazing Spider-Man duology got. They just needed a better writer. The
0: Amazing Spider-Man Two was the Power Ranger Super Mega Force of the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Robin. Speaking of Power Rangers, I have two ideas. For Dick Grayson.
1: Okay. Lay him on me.
0: The first one is everyone's choice because he keeps on doing cosplays and like fan films of it. It's Yoshi Sadarso. Yeah. That just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my other idea, and I'm... So on the one hand, he's a little bit younger than Yoshi, or at least looks a little bit younger than Yoshi. So it would be more believable that he's just now growing out of the Robin moniker. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I've really only ever seen him act in Power Rangers. And so I don't know if he's like kind of done the level up that many Power Rangers actors do in their uh, capabilities after the show. Yeah, Like, Yoshi, I know I can act. Uh, but the other guy I was thinking of is Will Schufelt. He's gone into uh, bodybuilding stuff and uh, alongside acting as well. Um, but the main reason is because Dick Grayson is supposed to be canonically romani yeah and this is this is kind of stretching it because there aren't a lot of romani actors or actors that make it known because holy shit they still get profiled and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but the romani people are a group from india and Will Schufeld is Desi, so at least we're like in the same area? Yeah. And at the very least Dick is like visibly a person of color.
1: Yeah. And I am looking at his photos and oh boy.
0: Yeah. He like his big level up after Power Rangers was going from twink to twunk. Yeah,
1: <laughs> circling back to Bruce, we never really decided who on that list would be the best Bruce, but we
0: were we were waffling between Daniel Craig and Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah,
1: I guess it really depends on like where in life we want Bruce to be. Because mm-hmm. if I'm correct, Daniel Craig is nearing sixty. Oh no, uh, Daniel Craig is fifty-two. So I would say if we went with yoshi sadarso as dick grayson then we could probably go for daniel craig as batman yeah and if we went with will shufelt then we can go with alexander skarsgard because mm-hmm. i do kind of want to keep the ages kind of proportionate
0: yeah um and i have no idea who would play tim drake because i'd want tim drake to be like if if we we assume that like the actor for Dick is maybe 5 years older than Dick himself. Then I'd want like 8 year age gap between him and Tim. Okay. And at that point most of those actors are pretty unknown. Yeah. We don't need to cast Jason Todd because he's going to be wearing the red hood the whole time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Alfred that also depends on who we cast for Batman, I guess. Yeah. So probably British, I would assume?
0: Yeah, I mean obviously Alfred has to be British. Yeah. Um, oh, unless Peter Capaldi. Yeah? Who's cool-ish.
1: <laughs> but snarky motherfucker. <laughs> and we'll definitely deliver the best lines. And then, do we want to involve Catwoman
0: at some point, or? Uh, hmm. I'm not sure because this seems like it's very focused on the Bat family, and Catwoman is more something that... She doesn't factor into the family as whole. It's really just her and Bruce. Yeah. I feel like she'd definitely be mentioned at some point.
1: Yeah. Like, I think she'd be more important if, like, Damien were involved.
0: Yeah. Catwoman might be another person we want to save until the last one. But, like, drop hints about her and Bruce's relationship so that it's not her coming out of nowhere. Like, she still has buildup and, like, everyone knows about Catwoman already.
1: Yeah. She's a known personage in Gotham, and maybe Selina Kyle shows up at Bruce's parties.
0: Oh yeah, that. how about that? How about we have Selina Kyle make many appearances, but she doesn't really break out the Catwoman gear until the last one, because yeah. she hasn't felt like she's needed to all this time.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is a big enough situation where it's like, nope, all hands on deck.
0: Yeah. We could even have it that, like, she also has her, like, Z character, and Carrie Kelly Ooh. is traipsing about town as young Catwoman. Okay. Um. What else? I was trying to think. Oh, yeah. Um. For the third movie, or actually, no, for the second movie, because it'd have Jason Todd and be playing a lot of identity, one of the other villains could be Clayface. Yeah. And we could even say that Clayface and Jason Todd are working together, and Clayface is a showing up as Jason so that they don't realize that Jason is the Red Hood.
1: Ooh, yeah. That would be really cool. Do some really cool CGI with that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it would have to mostly be CGI. You could do practical for some things. Yeah. Um pull, pull Screaming Mad Georgian for some <laughs> Clayface set pieces. But the action if Clayface is getting involved in action stuff, then yeah, he's gonna have to be mostly CGI. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh the third one could have Killer Croc. Yeah. And like I think between Clayface, Killer Croc, Solomon Grundy, and Man Bat, those are like the four big monstery villains. Yeah. Unless, you know. Not not getting into the freaking TMNT Batman where the villains get exposed to the ooze and all turn into their <laughs> dark personas. a
1: Bummer I have only ever seen that one image from that one panel, and oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't really want Bruce Wayne to do the whole, you know, um, Christian Bale growly voice. <laughs>
0: I, I don't, I don't mind it when it's just as Batman. Yeah, I, I like it when. <laughs> I like it when Christian Bale is like, hi, I'm American English heartthrob, Christian Bale. And then he turns like, I'm Batman. I just, I find that hilarious. And I think we should keep that and play it for comedy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just like somewhere in the Batmobile, they open up like the glove box and there's like a bag
0: of hulls. <laughs> well, I mean, in shows like Arrow and Batwoman, they just have like a voice synthesizer attached yeah. to the throat part of the suit. So that it can change their voice. <laughs> but <laughs> But there ha- there are a few times, especially in Arrow, where Oliver is like talking to his- the rest of his team, like in private when there's no one else around, and he's he's got his normal because uh Stephen Mel actually has a pretty high voice. Oh and then like Batty show up and like hits the button and is like, I'm the arrow, you failed the city! <laughs> nah Um
1: Oh another thing I wanna talk about is the costume. Doing this whole like strip back Batman, back to basis of Batman. We're not doing the armor. We're not doing the in gadget stuff. Gonna be mostly spandex and rubber and a uh, tool belt.
0: We we could do something closer to like the Power Rangers Beast Morpher suits, where it was leather, but it was still very sleek, the way that you expect Power Rangers to be. Yeah, actually, hell, just get a get someone who's worked on Sentai suits. Yeah, or even just Tokusatsu in general. Get them to design a Batman suit.
1: Yeah, and then. Uh, another thing I want to take from MovieBob's original video about how he would do Batman um, none of the tumblers and tanks and all that sort of stuff the Batmobile is a fucking sweet ass car
0: Yeah, it's like a sports car
1: Yeah, we contract this out to some luxury car company they come up with something they become like the official car of Batman it's like how Aston Martin is the official car of James Bond
0: and the Batmobile does have to be able to transform into a flight mode
1: yeah (laughs) But yeah, like the the James Bond Aston Martin also comes with like gadgets that he can deploy to do stuff with. So it's not like it's completely like just there for show. It's just I don't want it to be a fucking tank.
0: I did like the thing from the Nolan movies where the bat bike ejects itself from the Batmobile.
1: Yeah, that was cool. But I think it's more just burnout from the Snyder movies where it's like, no, no mask, no more. Just rip
0: everything out. Snyder at his snidest. We're all snided out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I I'm waiting for like next week when we find out that the budget has doubled for that shit show. Again.
0: <sighs> I I truly have no words for how inanely stupid that whole Snyder cut is. Yeah. Except for the fact that They had to build a script from scratch, which goes on to prove the fact that it wasn't, like, cut footage that was secretly being held hostage by Warner Brothers.
1: (sighs) Yep. So, I would say best luxury car for Bruce Wayne would probably be, like... You know what? Bugatti doesn't get enough
0: attention. Okay. (laughs) I don't know cars.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just think super fancy cars that, like, Saudi oil princes have they go vroom ooh ferrari ferrari would be nice they go real vroom so uh yeah we got ourselves a trilogy um uh, yay
0: woo of oh, good batman yep both in terms of uh film quality and character niceness
1: yeah <laughs> And then, I, I don't know, if Warner Bros. and DC get under better management, then maybe they can make something else out of this, like... L-
0: Lizzo, Lizzo and Margo's Harley Quinn variety hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> okay, on that note, I think it's time for us to activate the, the, the friend promo signal.
1: Greetings and salutations, this is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage cast, where we discuss the movies and life of the national treasure, Nick Cage. There
0: are three of us here, and I can't help but notice that none of us are Nicolas Cage. Did nobody call him? What? A Cage cast with no Nick Cage?
1: No, instead of being Nicolas Cage, we're three Nicolas Cage experts, which is the next best thing.
0: I don't think we should admit to being experts. Too late. We are not experts at anything. We are not life coaches, and we are not in any way, shape, or form qualified to give you suggestions on life choices. But Nick Cage is, and he's made hundreds of life choices. Seriously, I cannot stress enough just how much you should not take our advice. But we're experts. No, seriously, we're not experts. Yes, but we will be reviewing his first acting gig as Nicholas Coppola, Best of Times, which features a young and very precious Crispin Glover. And his work in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And his work in My Nightmares. We're experts. Okay, we're back. Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found
1: on Twitter at lindsaym476, and that's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart, and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart, and you can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters to notify you first, and it's pronounced PUNK IS NOTHING BUT DEATH AND CRIME AND THE RAGE OF A BEAST! (laughs) Oh wait a second, I forgot. Are these movies going to contain a deadly bee weapon?
1: <laughs> Maybe?
0: Bees. My god. <laughs> oh. uh, anyways, you can also email us at beat you first at gmail.com. You can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, or your favorite member of Batman's rogues gallery. Uh, you could also send us a friendship promo, in the form of either an audio file, or just a proof for us to read. But yeah, we will promote you for free, whether it be your podcast, YouTube channel, even your DeviantArt page, because we love doing that. You could also ask to be a guest, and if you do, make sure you just send us a hint instead of the entire idea, because we love being surprised. Uh, We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash notifybeatyoufirst. However, we are not expecting a lot of people to donate to it right now, because of all the various circumstances. There are many more important places that you should be putting your money towards, helping out at food pantries, uh, homeless shelters. I don't even know what's going to be going on when this episode comes out, but find a charitable cause and give money to that. All right, update from future Tanner. Biden won, but more importantly, Trump lost. Yay! So, here's just a few more updates for this current events blast, just that we're a little bit more contemporary still. Um, The main thing to note about this election was that the Democratic Party won because they were able to push, well, not all of them, but they had enough candidates pushing for socialist and progressive platforms, and they had a huge turnout from black and Latino and Asian and First Nations voter bases. Therefore, if you really want to be helping stuff out right now, Find a grassroots organization in your state, in your county, in your city, that is supporting these causes, supporting socialist movements and progressive movements, and most importantly, um, supporting the re-enfranchisement of people who do not have the right to vote. Like, please remember that Texas and Florida, I'm actually very proud of them, because they almost flipped, and they came closer than they have for a very long time. Or Alright, no, Florida was definitely blue in one of Obama's years, but like, that, that, what I'm trying to say is that they came very close to flipping blue, And that's not something to scoff at. So if you're able to get prisoners the right to vote in any state, but especially those two states, then the Republicans will never be able to win again until they actually start working for the people. Um, I don't have anything to report on for Canadian followers, because I am not as well versed in what the needs of our politics are right now. All I can really say is support the NDP because they've been the ones, especially Jasmine Singh, has been pushing for helping the working class, helping the middle class, and just trying to get things stay in order and keep people being able to support themselves throughout this entire pandemic, this entire situation. And he has not given an inch to Trudeau, so that's good. And uh, yeah, back to the past version of this episode. Bye! And this is Tanner For me, even further in the future with my onboard bike because I can't believe I forgot to mention Georgia. The runoff election in Georgia. Make sure you can vote in the runoff election in Georgia to get the vote to get the Georgia on the Senate in Georgia. Georgia! But for those of our fans who are able to support us financially, we do want to give a big thank you and a shout out to Christina, Jenny, Cassidy, Charlie, and Julia.
1: Thank you all.
0: And a way to support us unfinancially That's a word now. Um, another way you can support us is by leaving a rating and review on, for us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then let me know and I'll try and get us in there.
1: None of I reboot you first is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can find out more about our other awesome about the other awesome shows we share the network with at CornerPodNet on Twitter.
0: And last but not least, our cover, as always, is by Alex Akapachoo, and her work can be found on PTCHEW.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to how to find it. A... And you can... Co- and and we'll we'll call him. If if you put out the Nero signal, then we'll put out the Sean signal, and then he'll just send a batarang through your window with some theme music.
1: Yay. <laughs> so, um Tanner, do you have a hint for next week?
0: I do have a hint for next week. I wasn't planning on doing this next week, but I was inspired over the course of this episode. Okay. We are going to be re- uh, making a third entry in a video game series that mainly I'm doing so that I can fix the portrayal of one of the characters, which I feel is completely antithetical of what the character should be. Okay. And Batman is also there. Oh. Potentially also the cast of Mortal Kombat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so we will be dealing with that next week. But not if we reboot you first. Bye. What the fuck was I British at the end?